is up, Internet? Do you trust me? Fuck no. My name is Matthew Kroll, and this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film American Made. Now, just so you know, straight up, what you might have heard was not two Shahirs pitched up and down. Uh, Shahir could not be here today, uh, sadly, due to his hatred of Tom Cruise. No, I'm kidding. He had uh, very important things to do. So two very old friends of mine who have helped me through many aspects of my life thus far are now going to help me through this film. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'd like to introduce to you uh, Red and Anastasia. Uh, what's up, everybody? Hello, and thank you for having, having us. Hey. Yeah. So, Red, you are the VFX editor over at Sicalia Pictures. That is. And you uh, have been on the show before. You've done live panels with us. Yes, I have. And they're fun. The yeah, panels. They, uh, yeah, shows the, shows, terrible. the shows are garbage. Terrible. I would uh, never do it. I just do it for the live panels. Yeah. yeah. No, it, well, the live panels are good. Hopefully, we're doing one at MAGFest coming up in uh, in January. That sounds great. I'm that, excited. That's yeah. the plan currently. And Anastasia, you are a uh, Alexander Technique uh, instructor. Yes. Is that correct? That yes. Correct. I did it. Uh, what exactly is that? The Alexander Technique um, teaches people to let go of extra tension in their bodies so that they can have better posture and less pain and better performances. There you go. Yeah. Now, uh, we were just having actually, this is sort of an interesting trans- uh, sort of uh, transition. We were having a discussion before we started talking about um, basically the idea of older actors playing younger roles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and how it's it's very apparent and and more so i think to you anastasia the like the physicality behind a performance even if you're changing their face digitally or blah 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 that sort of has to be very specific yeah and i feel like we're going to we might get a little bit oh, into that so in this there. in this tom cruise vehicle american made uh it, it's it's it was a look this is this is why um i wanted to do this film uh pretty much uh we'd been doing um not necessarily serious pieces or, or like, or, well, no, definitely pieces with serious angles to them. Um, even if they were sort of somewhat silly or even meant to be comical uh, for the last couple episodes. And I was like, I just need it. I know it's the beginning of October and we're not getting, uh, you know, the, the cream of the cinematic crop. This is where in, in the industry puts movies to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to do something that looked fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or, or had looked like it had the potential to be fun. Yeah. So American Made was coming out. The last Tom Cruise movie I saw was uh, was The Mummy. I'm so sorry. Man. I'm so <laughs> did, sorry. Did either of you see The Mummy? No, uh, I didn't. No. <laughs> you could not pay me to see the dark verse. Uh, oh, my God. The dark universe is the dumbest thing. Um, I mean, we we talk, I, the, maybe, though, we'll have Abbott and Costello meet Tom Cruise. I mean, that would be really fun. I would enjoy that. that <laughs> Who would, would now play Abbott and Costello? Uh, it's probably just CG at this point. Yeah, right? it's just, just all... hire ILM to make uh, 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 Abbott and Costello. So it'll be Grand Moff Tarkin as Abbott and oh, Princess perfect. Leia as, as Costello. <laughs> perfect, done, done. We did it. I saw it. We fixed it. Uh, yay. yay! Well, this has been the only podcast about American. Thanks ma- for no. having us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so 
Actually, just to start, uh, I know uh, Shahir actually had a question. Shahir wrote into his own podcast because he couldn't be here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and something I did want to kind of bring up uh, very quickly before we go sort of get into the actually this film itself is sort of the Tom Cruise. Uh, would the word be oeuvre or uh, <laughs> the Tom Cruise cinematic universe? Tom Cruise cinematic. Uh, oh, there's a challenge for all of your listeners out there. Okay. If they can establish a continuity between all of Tom Cruise's films existing inside of the same universe. I would be really interested in reading that. And moreover, if we could make a movie about it. Okay. Well, we can definitely, I guarantee you, we have listeners that will do that. Okay. Thank uh, you. So if you'd like to do that, dear listener, you can send in your insanely long conspiracy theory slash Oscar winning screenplay to <laughs> only podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at only movie pod. And uh, you can find us uh, oh, oh, at our website, only moviepodcast.com uh, where all of our stuff is posted. Uh, iTunes reviews, by the way, uh, please keep, them coming we've had a couple in the past coming weeks and you people are lovely so please give us as many stars as you can spare in these hard times uh but shahir's message that's the important part just so we have it clear and i've said it multiple times shahir's message is the important part I hear it loud and clear everything that shahir wrote is what we're going to discuss right. explicitly right he didn't trust me he didn't trust me to, to run the show to watch a movie so, and talk about nope, it no, i can't do it so here we go uh am uh, he apologizes for not being able to be here with us today. Uh, he didn't get a chance to see American Made, but thought he'd ask a couple questions in, in regards to his preconceptions about the film. Uh, he wants he asks us this. First of all, what do you think are the characteristics of the Tom Cruise movie persona that have contributed to his his uh, sustainable uh, ubiquity at, at the uh, as a box office draw card? Well, wow, a lot of a lot of three or four point words there. Shahir. They could have just said what makes Tom Cruise popular, um, <laughs> but it's OK. It's like he's not here to defend himself and he's much smarter than me does american made he asks reinforce or subvert that persona mm. lady gentleman mm. i put this to the floor uh do you think before we even talk a little like in specifics about this film do we think this helped hurt or kept status quo the oeuvre of tom cruise okay so uh this is just my opinion which is obviously correct but uh tom cruise has an incredible boyish smile that carries him through almost every film that we like with Tom Cruise in it. I mean, I, I really think it's not so much Tom Cruise, but more his smile and his charm and his, his kind of a American boy next door kind of approach to things or when he plays against it, like in Tropic Thunder. Right. But that's only because we know who Tom, Tom Cruise is. Yeah. So I'd have to say this film only continues it because I felt like I was watching Tom Cruise just smile and charm his way through as Tom Cruise the entire time. Yeah. And I would say the same thing. I was going to say charisma is really the thing that carries him through everything in one word. If you wanted to use one word instead of your whole sentences. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's very charismatic and that's, that's not only him going through the film, but also his character just sort of survives on his charisma as well. Right. And I would argue it probably strengthened it. I mean, he's had a few kind of questionable moments in PR. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Questionable. I don't know. I mean, definitely not anything uh, or religious of nature or no, it's not a religion. See, that's that's the mistake. Everybody oh, makes. oh, OK. But um, in addition, I'd say, I don't know, the mummy, as we discussed, uh, he was not outside of his role, but it, it was more like uh, he wasn't as charming. Well, here's the deal with the mummy real quick. Uh, I, 
The Mummy is a, is a film that I forgot so quickly after I saw it in the theater. I don't remember if we did an episode about it. I was trying to be like, go back and listen to our Mummy episode in my brain. And I'm like, wait, we probably didn't do one. Like, so it might exist. Go check that out, dear listeners. I think, I think Tom Cruise, he is of... Uh, he's a, he's a dying breed and I don't, I, I'm neither happy nor upset about that. He's a actor whom, uh, is, as you both sort of have stated through, through sheer charisma and, and not of his, not of characters he plays, but his care, his charisma is so just potent. It bleeds through any character he's doing. It's kind of like a Cary Grant problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's not a lot of performers out there, um, that, have that either gift or problem. Yeah. Um, like for instance, uh, I would say I'm trying to think of another Jack of all trades sort of actor out there. And the first person that comes to mind is Hugh Jackman. Now, Hugh Jackman, I don't always see Hugh Jackman in the roles that he plays or the things that he does. I can kind of get lost in various characters that he's done, especially like in the prestige Mm -hmm. and in a couple Mm -hmm. other things like that. Whereas Every Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen, for better or worse, and again, I'm not saying this is a good or bad thing for an actor to have, but you do every once in a while get taken out, even if you're enjoying the hand pull of being removed from a story uh, of Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. Interview with the vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's great at it, but it's still Tom Cruise is a vampire. Yeah, and and you're you're taken out of that sort of moment. Uh, in fact, the only film of his that he's been in that I can think of that I wasn't like Tom Cruise, you scamp. Let me go back to the story uh, was Jerry Maguire. And that's because he was kind of just playing him. <laughs> and yeah. so the character just meshed yeah. with who he was really well. Yeah. And he had there in Jerry Maguire. There was actually a lot of charisma in that cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so that's was, another thing. I yeah. mean, he's up again. I mean, if you put Tom Cruise in a room with say Kevin Spacey, I think we might be able to start disappearing into the characters a little bit because they both have that same kind yeah. of level. But uh, if it's Tom Cruise by himself, then it's uh, it's the Tom Cruise show. Well, that is this movie should have been called, subtitled the Tom Cruise show. I thought it was yeah. <laughs> the Tom Cruise story of a Tom Cruise show. Uh, and then uh, this is just sort of really quick. And this will actually put us right back into the film itself. The second question that she here poses, because uh, you can never have just one. No, uh, is, is it the, a multiple part question? It, well, no, uh, I think it's just two different questions. Okay. I think we answered the first one. The second one is the story of Barry Seal, the main character whom Tom Cruise plays in this film, uh, has been told a few times and most notably as a part of the cocaine cowboys documentaries. Does this film illuminate anything further about how the cocaine trade exploded and how Columbia's Medellin uh, cartel uh, infiltrated the U.S. market. Does the, the film offer any broader perspectives on what we knew about the cocaine that came into America, or is it more of a small slice of a bigger story? And he thanks us and has, hopes we have a great show. Um, t- the short answer is no, it does not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With an addendum of, in order to answer that, we would have to actually watch those documentaries, which, which we tried to do. We made it like three minutes in of giggling before we turned it off. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I put it up. She she did not. I have not. I'm not familiar at all, so I don't know. Well, they're available to watch on Netflix. There's there's two of them available to watch on Netflix, and they are done in the the tone of like the pre Vice uh, documentaries. It's oh. got that kind of style going on. Is like investigative 
plus video journalism okay stock footage going on so it's a, it's not it's it's it fe- it's an older feeling documentary it to, is an in older its style feeling. and yes. it's a little bit like it's a little wait what is it exactly like okay i just want for those of you who can't see it is uh there's hands there's jazz hands yes waving okay oh we love theater people we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here without them here don't we we have film theater and television yeah listen we got it all that's great uh not at all shahir we miss you pal uh thank you for writing uh into your own show uh you are missed and uh we're looking forward to next week when you are back uh talking blade runner yeah oh god i'm I'm so jealous you guys are gonna be talking about blade runner without me i'm so you write in do what shahir did Oh yeah, and write in that. an outline I of should, what you want us to talk I about. Should, I should do that. You, you know, ah, <laughs> oh, oh, it's brilliant. Oh. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about some stuff that's under the hood because most of the stuff we're going to be talking about, honestly, is Tom Cruise. Yeah, no, for American Made. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, uh, oh well, even sort of no, I, I'm going to back up. History with the man, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, uh, I, I was like, I. Th- this is the other thing. I've always been like, oh, Tom Cruise, beloved American actor. Like, the, of course, everyone. He's he's great and everything. And then we're sort of, as you sort of think about it, I think it's the charisma issue that we're talking about. He puts off this wave of like everything he does is wonderful. But like, I was going through the list of like sort of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, and they. I mean, I was thinking Jerry Maguire. I was thinking Tropic Thunder, where he just plays against type. Right. And uh, I was thinking Edge of Tomorrow, even though those are all a little bit more recent. Right. Those are yeah. the most kind of recent. Um, well, Tropic Thunder was like nine years ago at this point. Yeah. So we can't really even say that was like recent, but yeah. Like, so that's kind of my like history of like, like, and obviously Top Gun and uh, Days of Thunder. Like those are cool in the, or they were cool. Can I, can I, yeah. can I stop with the Top Gun thing? Yeah. Was he in Top Gun by the time uh, the end of this movie? happens like has oh, like come have, historically what, what full year circle top, what what year to top gun happens the end place. of this movie it was in 1986 so so then yes yeah 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 here we are what? this is the tom cruise connected universe cinematic right universe <gasps> and especially in the days of rick and morty uh i feel as though uh creative <laughs> listeners of this show could probably come up with a way to tie all this stuff together Get in the plane top just <laughs> <laughs> So many side note, so many uh, Rick's and Morty's at Comic-Con Comic-Con was this weekend in New York. I cannot imagine so many of them. Uh, Harley Quinn's still very prominent. I thought they would die down. They don't. Um, But yeah, those are probably the two biggest costumes. Not a lot of not a lot of Tom Cruise. a lot of Tom Cruise <laughs> cosplays Tom going on. Cruise cosplay. Someone did, and uh, listeners, if you're into the cosplay at all, someone did cosplay as Comic-Con, a.k.a. the Javits Center, in the Javits Center hosting Comic-Con this year. Oh, that's they really were cool. the building, that's- and it was really wonderful. Uh, so check out that picture if you haven't. Um, <laughs> what about what about the two of you, like, as far as Tom Cruise, like... We've talked about how we think he survived. Let's talk about your personal opinions of him, his performances, and just in general. Want to start? Um, sure. I mean, I, I don't, he doesn't, he's not somebody who I go to a movie to see him in, but he's also not somebody who I roll my eyes when I'm going to see a movie. So yeah. for me, he's sort of middle of the line. Like, I don't love him. I don't hate him. He I, checks a yeah. lot of boxes, but not like specific ones. Yeah. 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 I mean, that makes sense. Um, the last thing that I saw him in was Edge of Tomorrow, which I actually really loved. Yeah. I thought was uh, a very appropriate use of the Tom Cruise. Also, in a film also too. a Lyman picture too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that, I was going to talk about that in a bit. They uh, they video game the shit out of that, and I think that's so interesting in a in a 
in in that in the the ye old medium of film uh, <laughs> to do that sort of idea and use it as a mechanic. Uh, also, I'd say the weakest part of Edge of Tomorrow was actually their marketing campaign and how they called it in half of the marketing live die repeat that got the most confusing if you looked on like if you looked on cabs or posters it said live die repeat in huge letters and then edge of tomorrow like in like if it even said oh, it at all colossal yeah. Mistake. yeah and it, and to the point where people that were programming on demand things would just call it live die repeat starring tom cruise and emily blunt or whatever it like it Meanwhile, my mother's waiting for live, uh, live, die, repeat to, to release in the theaters. And it's just, never it's happened. never going to happen. Yeah. She's still waiting. Uh, so I found that to be the worst part of that film, which is saying a lot because I loved that film. Like I just yeah. wish they were a little bit more clear with their advertising, but I didn't, I didn't see it until it came on Netflix. And then I was like, why have I never heard of this before? Yeah, so that's yeah. probably, there's a little bit to do with that. I yeah. think. What about you? Hey, how how you like Tom, buddy? Well, my relationship with Tom goes way back, Ooh. way back. When I think of Tom Cruise, the first thing I think of is risky business. The tidy whiteies that established it was okay for me to wear them. Let's let's <laughs> all just put all of our cards on the table. Anytime we've ever been in a home with a staircase and a hardwood floor hallway in front of it, has everyone at least at one point in their life done the slide? Absolutely. <laughs> No. What the? <laughs> I have okay. Two out of three ain't okay, bad. So so, but if I'm gonna do a slide, it's gonna be more like a running forward and skidding thing, and I do that constantly, but not in my underwear and not with a stairwell. There's a, there's very specific things, Anastasia, yeah, yeah, yeah. to this exercise. Yeah. I I own Ray Ban sunglasses only because Tom Cruise had them. Yeah. Uh, I don't own Ray Ban. In fact, I only own aviator glasses specifically because <laughs> Tom Cruise. Had we're getting, them. we're getting into your, okay. So you, you, so as you can business, see, yeah. growing, and I think Shahir and I will probably have the same kind of relationship with Tom Cruise mm-hmm. because we're closer in age in sure. that sense. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's risky business. It's Top Gun. It is the laughable wannabe Top Gun. That is uh, days of thunder. Yeah. Um, which it really was just Top Gun again, right? That's all I remember as a kid seeing it. I was like, this is Top Gun without the cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to shoot on anybody who likes And then my favorite that. performance is Tropic Thunder, I think. Yeah, that which is so living. strange. And, and, is, and, and do you think the reason that Tropic Thunder stands out, not only did he do a great job with, was it less, less, uh, less good, goodsman, good. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Oh, he's having, he's having a week, uh, slash a life slash what the fuck, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, side note, let's talk about why it seemed okay. Shine. Let's, this is end my career. Let's do uh, it. I, I, this is, this is all I, this is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. I was not shocked. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's the thing. It was kind of like a big open secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, look, it, yeah, it's, you know, the times actually had a really good write up about about it saying that nobody would ever come to, to actually go on record because there was this pervasive culture of, uh, permissiveness of this kind of behavior, not only to Harvey. See, this is, this is where we kind of are going wrong. We're drilling down on one man for completely inappropriate behavior when really we should be drilling down on a whole series of men yeah. for inappropriate behavior. Yeah. And a lot of them are going to get a pass because this one guy is going to get, that's fair. That's an interesting, hard. that's a super interesting point because like, it's literally like, okay, this guy is now in a shit ton of trouble for doing an awful thing that will now blind the rest of the, cause I think what we've learned in society in general is that uh, when wrongs are done, we want a narrative to be put in place where we've righted the wrong and everything's fine without doing the work. We've we yeah. elected a black president. So we're in a post-racial America. 
Sure. It's, and the, same, then, it's the same idea. It's, it's yeah, like we it's, do this one thing and then we're like, oh, okay, problem Everything's fixed. great. And then, and then when all of a sudden it becomes blaringly obvious that things are not fixed, we're like, but we- We totally we, fixed it. We fixed it. Oh. It's the Russians. Thanks, Obama. No, I meant Obama, come back. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, we've, we've spiraled a bit. So Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. So that's my relationship with him. And, and as far as movies are concerned, I don't know. Uh, I don't- I, I, I see a Tom Cruise movie come out and the only thing that plays in my head is the uh, uh, GIF or GIF, however you, de- uh, you describe it. Uh, it's GIF. Him. On this show and in all things that are good, yeah. uh, it is GIF. Um, I just didn't want to alienate like your one listener who believes it's GIF. Nope, I will alienate. Sorry, okay. sorry, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> a pill. Man. <laughs> <laughs> your choice. Wow. Your choice. Uh, wow. But I only see that one of him just electrocuting uh, as uh, the Emperor uh, Oprah. So that's all I see now when there's a Tom Cruise movie coming out. Yeah. It takes away all of my risky business tidy whities and my uh and my and my favorite uh not did I have ever even watched all of Top Gun all the way through? I'm not in Top Gun. I don't know. Sure. I mean I just get to the 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 volleyball scene and then I'm good. Yeah, pretty much. That finishes. <laughs> uh so Tom Cruise, Sith Lord confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> that confirmed. makes sense. Yeah. Um uh, so so Doug Doug Lyman. Uh, yes. Director of this film, director of American Made. Yes, uh, I. He's one of those guys <laughs> that I forget. I like most of his stuff. Yeah, that's a thing, right? He's not like he's not like a Edgar Wright or like a even a, a you know. I mean, you go that Spielberg obviously is the name that everyone sort of drops to be like director. Um, but like this guy's done. He did Swingers. He did Go. He did Mister and Mrs. Smith, The Born Identity, uh, which I did enjoy, despite the fact it gave us shaky cam for the rest of my life um, in fight scenes uh, and Edge of Tomorrow, which yeah. we discussed. Yeah. Uh, lived. I repeat. If, if at the very least, Lyman is really good at exploring the boundaries of his medium and then showing people what is possible and permissible. Mm. And, you know, you think about you think about the movies that came out after all of those movies that you uh, that you mentioned, and they all are giving nods to something that he's tried or that his crew has tried in those films. Yeah. And, and again, like I bring up the shaky cam cause it's the thing that's easily sort of, um, that I remember that I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, and it, we all, we all know that human beings brains are programmed to remember the negatives more than the positives because that is technically evolutionarily the way to stay alive. Like cats. <laughs> but the Cats are the positives, Red. No, no, no. Cats only remember the negatives and they're evil. No, but the, this went the off. Best. This, okay. So <laughs> I love on. cats. Okay. I right. uh, haven't seen the musical. Um, <laughs> one day. Uh, I've heard it's very nonsensical, much like cats themselves. Tom Cruise stars in the film adaptation of cats. Maybe, I, you know, listen, uh, I'll take, I'll take a cut of that. If that ever comes out, cause that you heard it here first. Uh, I'll, you know, that'll make it'll, idea, idea patent pending. It'll make, uh, over, over 30,000 American dollars. Um, <laughs> well actually let's get into it real quick. Speaking of money and all the money that Tom Cruise would make as, uh, is there a cat in that thing called Cicero? Uh, I don't know. I don't yes. know. No, I've also never seen cats. I have, yeah, okay. Worst theater person. Oh, well, someone is no longer in authority. <laughs> uh, okay. American made. Here we go. As of, uh, I believe oh. yesterday, uh, October 8th. Right. Uh, it's only made around $30 million. Um, is that true? That's what it's saying. In, in that's domestic, box office mojo. In the domestic. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Now, here's my question to you. Yes. Did it release simultaneously domestic and international? Because Tom Cruise is the kind of guy who would do that. 
who a studio would put into an international release first, a domestic release second, or a simultaneous uh, kind of... Um, kind of yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, actually, on Box Office Mojo, it's actually telling me right now that Foreign, and I don't know if it came out at the same time, but I'm guessing it did, is actually $68 million knocking the full... Yeah, the domestic total was 30 so the worldwide is closing in at almost $100 million at $98.5 million. So what does this tell you? Uh, that's this tells me that people outside of the United States really still uh, chop at the bit for uh, for they, a for a cruising. They're cruising <laughs> for a bruising. Yeah, they're they're they love Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, the the budget for this film was fifty mil. Okay. Um, wow. So this is falling. Wow. Who'd have thought that Tom Cruise and World of Warcraft the film would have such a tie together? Well, you know, we also have to think about certain other factors. This is rated R. Yeah, this is very this is very adult. And I'm thinking to myself, how did this movie even get made on the heels of The Mummy? Same same studio dis, uh, distributing. I would be curious if this film was finished first and they pushed it back. I, I, I'm thinking there was a little handshaking going on. Yeah, uh, you do this picture. We get to do this picture. You distribute you distribute both. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So I think there's an an anticipation being that we're releasing in October that it wasn't going to do very well, purely based on crunching the numbers of who goes sees R rated movies versus who goes sees Tom Cruise pictures. And I think they're expecting a bit of a, a, a knockoff. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I think they look Hollywood's very good at figuring out its numbers. And when it, and when it doesn't, uh, You'll read about it in variety. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think they knew exactly sort of, I think they knew, and this sort of gets into, I get, we'll start into um, uh, a little bit of my first thoughts here before I give you the IMDb breakdown of what this film was about. Uh, I've been waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a film that I don't think they ever really had, it, it, I was about to say any expectation for it. That sounds more negative than I mean for it to sound. It's like they knew it was a middle of the run movie. If they released a middle of the run movie in late Oct or late uh, September, early October, it'll probably do really well. Con you know, all things considered, all things considered, what else? What else it would be up? Against. And then it would be fine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, My Little Pony. In the movie. Cool. Well, don't don't count that. Out. I bet you that made. I bet you that made a ton of money. But you know what it doesn't have? What? Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah. Well, yet. <laughs> Give it time. Oh, okay. Movie description. IMDb. Here we go. The story of Barry Seal, an American pilot who became a drug runner for the CIA in the 1980s in a clandestine operation that would be exposed as the Iran Contra affair. Well, yeah, not, not a bad summary. Kind of does an end run. I think. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the plot. Yeah. yeah. And, and more importantly, that really like the exposing the Iran Contra thing doesn't even happen in the film. It, it's alluded to later yeah, 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 yeah. after the fact it's post text. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Drug running acceptable. Yeah. So while we don't have a bunch of cocaine in the studio for once, uh, <laughs> Anastasia and red, were kind enough to bring, uh, we're, 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 we're drinking in style. This, this fine morn, uh, or I guess it's afternoon. I don't know. What time is it? <laughs> uh, we are drinking lovely Bellinis. We have some peach juice and some champagne. So thank you both very much for see Shahir doesn't bring nice, uh, alcoholic yeah. beverages. Remember who brings you gifts. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, of course. This is how hands palms, if you will, are greased. Um, <laughs> So my initial thoughts of this thing mm. while I drink this delicious yeah. Bellini, <laughs> uh, look, it's fun. It's, it's fluffy fun. 
even though it's about drug cartels and murder, uh, it, it really is. Um, Tom Cruise actually coined uh, a, a phrase about this movie that I really think hits the nail on the head. He said it was a fun lie based on a true story. That's what he pitched yeah. the movie as. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause it's, but yeah, you get it. And this guy was real. Uh, but like we talked about while we answered Shahir's question, this film is not meant to shed any light this on the is, actual man's this life. This is not fact-based. Yeah. No. <laughs> and from here on out, Bobby Seale will now be seen as Tom Cruise, as Tom Cruise which it's pretty good. For him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for him, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, let's go into, I mean, I, I did enjoy it overall. Um one thing I will say, uh, Red, you obviously being a VFX editor and a very good editor in general, uh, what what did you think about the editing of this film? I thought it was really present, to be honest. Um, present in a good way? That's the thing. Uh, I was conflicted, and I wanted to see it twice. I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to see it twice, but I was very aware of it, but it wasn't killing me. I thought it was, again, possibly one of the Lyman choices that I'm going to later be like, Oh, everybody's going to start doing it now. Sure. Um, did it, did it hurt me? I don't think it hurt me. I think it helped establish a certain tenor for the film okay. uh, that I followed. Yeah. And I, I actually, so in the early portions of the film, there's a lot of more quick editing and interspersing of, um, a lot of more, more period looking video and animation and that sort of thing. Um, and it's, um, it's very present. Like it's not the sort of thing that you're not going to be really aware of. You notice it. Yeah. 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 But it also, it established period for me in a, in a way that I thought was useful. And especially as somebody who was alive during the period where this was, you know, it reminded me of all the stuff from my childhood and it conjured it for me in a a way that I thought was very effective actually. Yeah. It's actually a huge nod to uh, Cesar uh, Shalom, the, the, uh, the uh, director of photography. Okay. I, I didn't like it, but that isn't to say it wasn't good because it was good. I just didn't like it. You are yeah. giving me the mother answer or mother as we were calling it. And I appreciate no, that. I, 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 uh, I found myself to continue with your mother. Uh, I found myself challenged, but, uh, but and it was provoking. So I suppose in that sense, it, it was, it was good. The color timing was so this wonderful VHS super saturation. Yes. Yeah. That was done Kodak, uh, Kodak Polaroid, uh, Kodak, uh, uh vivid or, yeah. or, or these Polaroid. And, and I was like, Oh, that's at first I was like, Oh, is this going to be a gimmick and fade away? No, it stayed there the entire time. But moreover, there was always these choices of let's do a close up with a telephoto lens. Mm hmm. Or um, let's put on let's put on a wide right, and let's just smash back and forth between those two. Yeah, and there was a snap zoom every once in a while. Um, yeah, and I felt like I like we a good going, snap zoom. I felt like we were going for a camcorder, and I was like, "That's right, that's okay." There was st- there was shakiness, there was an even an evenness because sometimes we'd be rock solid on those on those uh wides mm-hmm. and then by nature of a telephoto but also the the camera operator was adding a little extra something there on the telephoto close-ups right um and there would traditionally be a close-up of a person with a foreground object being kind of smashed up against them and, and that's it think of uh, like the hanger scene yeah yeah, yeah. um i thought it was effective because it, it established a tone i felt feeling a period without having to be like, this is period. Even though they threw numbers on the screen to let us know what year it was constantly. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing from both of you and I'm not disagreeing with anything, but hot take I'm gonna, uh, is I know, uh, a lot of the pros that you've both just said, uh, not all of them, 
uh, have to do with the cinematography. Yeah. Uh, the one thing actually, Anastasia, that you said that I had not thought of and agree with entirely was so I, I first of all, just, I'll set this up and then I'll get back into that. <laughs> I hated the first sort of like fourth of this film's editing. Again, I thought the VHS treatment and the and the the color timing and all this all that sort of stuff really did help me get into the um, into the world into the time period that they were trying to set. I thought it was too sort of disjointedly all over the place in the beginning, especially before the CIA even gets to uh, Mr. Seal um, catches him for smuggling cigars, which actually did not happen. Um, that was just a story. That's thing. not a fact. No. Oh. Um, but I will say that just even thinking about after what you just said, Anastasia, the, the, the way in which the it is so haphazard like look looking back on it through the lens of adding that together with all of the looks that they were trying to give the stuff and the mechanic that they used throughout the film and you don't really learn about where it, it sort of lives chron- uh, chronologically till the end um of tom cruise recording these vhs video diaries um Looking back, I think I appreciate what they were trying to do more than in the moment where I was like, uh, 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 what? Uh. Well, but there's also a difference between something like what I, I think I said was that it was an effective device for establishing period. Yeah. And me liking it and finding ah. it an enjoyable viewing experience. Right. Um, I was a little uncomfortable during the beginning of the film because it was a little all over the place. But like I said, it also reminded me very much of sort of scattered things from my childhood. So I thought, oh, well, yeah, this, this is kind of crazy this tape is, to tape editing. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is really evoking the period for me. That doesn't mean that I'm finding it great. And I was glad that they notched it down mm-hmm. as they got further into the film. Yes. And my first thought was like, oh, like, are they going to continue this? Or is this <laughs> going to be like a five minute gimmick and then I'll, we'll get through it and it will be done. And I was I appreciated that it didn't feel like you hit like the 10 minute mark and they were like, OK, we're done with that. Um, yeah. It continued as a sort of declining through line. Yep. Um, and I thought that, that was pretty effective, too. But it. it yeah, it was necessary and mechanically it's necessary in order to maintain tension in some of the scenes. You ha- have to stop editing like that. Yeah. Yes. And even yeah. from a story perspective, you could start fantastical. And then as like as your lifestyle is and actually it did sort of spike up every once in a while. Editing is yeah. allegory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when they started, like even when he was super successful, and like him and his wife were going to parties in Mexico yeah. and like all that and uh, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's it was used. Of, it was used correctly and effectively. I just don't like you we've all said we're not sure if we like enjoyed the experience of it it's it's medicine it's medicine to get us through a thing which is weird to say in a film like that yeah and i felt like the audience actually was with us yeah 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 on that i think everybody reacted kind of universally to that um here's the deal uh what else oh so tom cruise 55 years old uh oh yes yes Uh, let's talk about this yeah and his wife who i believe is played by where did she go sarah wright uh lucy seal is 34 Yes. Yeah. December, spring, <laughs> December, May. Uh, so the, the interesting part of this for me is a couple things. Uh, again, I think because it's Tom Cruise and I know how old he is. It always caught me off guard. But then I was like, but yeah, I still feel like 55 year old Tom Cruise could be with a 34 year old woman, but he's not Tom Cruise in the movie. Yeah. He's a different guy. He's Bobby Seal. I don't know. I mean, this Suspension is obviously of disbelief. This is always uh, a thing in Hollywood movies, and I've seen it actually take a little bit of a step back, which I enjoy, like getting people in relationships to be at least somewhat yeah. uh, 
within the age range. Uh, what did you Deadpool. both? What, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you both? What did you both think about that? Or did you at all? Uh, no, I always think about yeah, that. I know she's got a strong opinion. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let her talk. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll explain to her why she's wrong. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. Oh, oh no, I mean it's it it bothers me. Um, because especially because it it's pretty one sided in Hollywood where, you know, a man can be whatever age and his love interest can be 20. Um, yeah. And she's a little older than 20, which is OK. She's closer to being appropriate age for the film. Yes. Agreed. And so in that sense, I'm like, OK, well, they cast her probably somewhere close to the age of the character. Yes. She's actually probably a little older than she's she's more like the older end of the character than the younger end of the character. Sure. So that's fine. Um, and. It's a Tom Cruise vehicle, so he's the title character, though he did strike me. He wasn't communicating the youth of the role the way that I would have liked him to. And that's something I was going to sort of take this and lead into. Uh, Red, don't worry. You can still attempt Mm -hmm. to. Please. No, I'm actually not going to. I just just have to say I'm going to. Of course. To keep, keep, you know, appearance. So being um, an Alexander Technique uh, instructor. Yeah. Did you notice, because I mean, you, I mean, I've talked to you about this stuff a bunch, but just about movement of people in general, but in, in this particular film, do you feel like Tom Cruise was a moving, like I, what I imagine he's supposed to be around a 30, 35 year old man. Um, yeah, I mean, it, he didn't, I didn't find him distractingly in terms of his movement quality. I wasn't finding him distractingly to be his age. Sure. And I actually think that Tom Cruise as somebody who primarily does action movies, um, keeps himself physically very in young shape yes. for the roles that he plays. Yep. Um, so that's something that I, I applaud. Um, he does a really good job of communicating that physically, but I, there wasn't a point where I looked at this character and I was like, I'm seeing a young, a really young guy. Right. Um, and I, and it was more like, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief because I know that he's older than the character he's playing the entire time. Like the character never catches up to the age that Tom Cruise is currently. Um, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the I I would have liked to see a little bit more youth, but it wasn't it wasn't distracting. Right. Yeah. Where whereas in some places sometimes it is distracting. Um and I was able to say, okay, I can go with him playing a character who's who's younger than him. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think for me, again, I what is it about Tom fucking it's charisma? It all comes back yes. to charisma. Why I'm okay smile. with it. Yeah. It's his smile. It's that boyish smile. He's got that ear to ear smile that just evokes a certain uh, <laughs> coyness, a certain innocence. Everything's okay. Youthfulness. Though I, I will say that the in terms of like like his physical performance, I didn't feel as much like he was from the region <laughs> as the age. Does that make sense? Oh, as far as accent, but also, also carriage. It's yeah. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely felt to me like it was Tom Cruise pretended to be Southern. Yeah. Tom Cruise is starting to finally at long last actually feel his age yeah. a yeah. little bit. My doctor was like, nobody age. She, she's, she's a very wise person. I hope, I hope. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, she talks about, you know, actors and this obsession with pre- uh, preserving youth. And you can really see a lot of the plasticule surgery bear its burden on both male and female actors as they kind of cross that, that 60. Sure. Line. Tom Cruise still has this youth and kind of this unvarnished, uh, um, uh, 
let's see, uh, realness to him that, yeah. that, that doesn't speak to too much plastic surgery, but he also, his face now looks a little bit more, uh, his face looks a bit more like middle-aged woman than it does young Tom Cruise. Well, I think, I think he, this part I think was great for him Yeah, because it's not an action movie. No, it's, he's not hanging off planes. No. Uh, he's in a lot of planes, um, but he's, the I read somewhere he did all of his own fly, internal cabin flying. I'm sure he did because he's <laughs> he's, he's, a, Tom he's Tom Cruise. He's Tom effing Cruise. Holy man. shit! The 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 oh, what a delight! Uh, the the and they also played him. In, uh, he was played a lot in medium. Okay, there yes. weren't a lot of wide shots. He was often played in medium and medium close up, which allowed him. Um, a lot more performance space yeah. without showing the the any any physicality uh, detriment. I just think I think yeah this this and and the the role that this was he's not hanging off planes he's not j- fighting CG monsters he's being a a man who every once in a while has to exert himself physically yeah. uh, and I think yeah. that's it's perfect yeah. uh, even Liam Neeson I think we talked about this a, a podcast or two ago Liam Neeson has now officially started turning down action roles he's like I'm like he's like something like he's almost 60 or something like that I don't remember the exact age he's getting Liam Neeson's older. Did silence do it to him? I mean, we did hang him upside down for several hours. I don't know. Hey, listen, I, you talk to him. Okay. But he's like, he's like, he turned, he turned down some other new action movie. He's like, this is gonna, this has to be starting to be not believable anymore. Like he said himself, he's like, I know what, I know what I physically look like. This is not, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And yet we watched uh, Bruce Willis uh, re- remake of uh, Death Wish uh, trailer. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> we can't. I mean, we can talk about that. I think that's the dumbest shit ever. I think that movie is totally tone, not is, appropriate. It's tone deaf for the times we live in. And even if it wasn't, even if we didn't have this whole gun debate going on in the United States or right the now, white guy saving us from all of or, the or even, yeah, let's take yeah. away all of the weird, stupid, just idiotic, not only insensitivity, but just blatant disregard for the world we live. The story is fucking stupid. It's, 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 oh, that, why? Death Wish was definitely a product of its times. Yeah. Watch Death Wish with Charles Bronson and be like, ah, this, this is, this is going to definitely stand the test of time. And the trailer for this new Death Wish is literally middle-aged, like fucking, uh, like middle-aged scared man fantasy. Because yeah. it's like, but in some ways that is very much the feeling of the time. I mean, look at what's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's just the shitty side of it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the shitty question, side of question. If we replace Bruce Willis with Tom Cruise, oh no, then we almost get collateral. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm. Uh, I'm just that just was actually. There. You know what? You know what's so funny? This is actually. Let's we'll can go back to Death Wish in a second. Collateral. I didn't even think about when I was thinking about Tom Cruise movies because. I think that's one of the only films he actually transforms into a different character. Yeah, he's totally. I haven't seen intense. it. You should. Not only do they play not one but two Soundgarden songs, or it might be the same Soundgarden song twice. So I'm just gonna cry. For the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadow of the Sun. Um, but it's good, and Jamie Foxx is wonderful Jamie in Fox it. Jamie Foxx is an incredible performer when he turns everything on. Uh, yeah. And and Tom Cruise is just not there. I mean, I can say that in a complimentary way. He yeah. is that character. He is that hitman. He doesn't even his like coy smiles. His like his smiles he always sort of does are different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So that's very interesting. If Tom Cruise was remaking death wish, 
<laughs> no. But well, first of all, I don't think he'd ever be cast in Death Wish. I just don't. Like his like even I, the farthest outside of the correct wheelhouse I think Tom Cruise has ever gone, honestly, is the mummy. I think that he wanted his last sort of bit of like he's thinking about, okay, like maybe uh, you know, uh Mission Impossible's got like one more in me, right? Uh and these movies, these monsterish movies are gonna be like sort of like they're gonna be franchise films and it's gonna be a lot of CG and maybe he can Robert Downey Jr. himself. Not that I think he's trying to like give up in any sense of the word, nor do I think RDJ is, but like to be Iron Man all you gotta do is put your face in a CG thing and they're going to do all the cool shit for you. And that's great. Yeah. Um, until they come back with like Iron Man six and it's again, Iron Man three where he has to like run around and do a bunch of crazy shit outside of the suit. Um, I just don't bottom lines. I don't see Tom Cruise ever being in death wish. Now, if he was, I think I'd still have the same problems. Yeah, no, I, 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 I asked that question. Um, this is my shit moment. I asked that question because I, there's a lot of what I know of death wish uh, happening in this movie where there's just a lot of forgiveness for absolutely awful things. Yes. Which brings me to my final point before we, well, actually I feel like this movie's the, the stuff. Let's say this outright because we've talked about a little bit of the technical aspect of the film, which I think is important. We've yeah. talked about Tom Cruise, which is pretty much what the majority of the conversation should be about because this is his vehicle. Yeah. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the more historical stuff too, but this is a film that if Tom Cruise was not in it, you would watch enjoy and forget. Right. Yeah. It would be like, yeah, um, absolutely. And I haven't forgotten it by any means of the imagination, but it's only because I think of Tom Cruise. And um, so that's why I don't think we're going to dive too deep into the actual film itself. Uh, like the nuts and bolts and like what happens here, there and the other thing. It's a lot of flying. It's a lot of drug running. It's a lot of uh, Barry seal getting very lucky. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we as a society, and this is kind of what I wanted to get into. We as a society love seeing a nice guy go down a dark path and luck himself through most of it, live a glorious life and then get shot in the face. That seems to be an arc we are very comfortable with. It's a very American story. I mean, yeah. we are, our, our DNA is built in rebellion and alcohol smuggling and drug running. I mean, that's America and, and it's, it's so weird so, obsession with. So I guess my question is, and this is, is a difficult one for many reasons. Like this story of a person doing a, 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 a decent person before doing awful, horrible things that, if you look past a second tier effect of what that person is doing, it's destroying lives and communities. The same thing yeah. as Walter White. Okay. The same thing as it's Walter White. Setup. He's in this mediocre, this mediocre kind of slight down. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have cancer. So you don't, yeah. He's bored you know, but with he everything. Have, he doesn't have the, the same motivation. Not that Walter White is an admirable character really in any sense at all ever, but, yeah. but, but he's just kind of bored no, with no, what he's yeah. doing. But, but Walter I mean, White, the character is like, there's a sense of this is it. Yeah. And same thing, I think, with uh, Barry Seal. He's sitting there as a TWA pilot. He's got good health insurance. He's got a. He's got. I, I think he's got a smoking is, hot wife. He falls asleep too. Considered yeah. an att very attractive wife. You know, <laughs> if you like blondes. And um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I've just alienated like a third of the planet. We're kidding. 
<laughs> or both. Uh, <laughs> but um, both planets. But b- both of those, both of those are like, oh god, it's so awful to be successful and 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 white and just have this this weird <laughs> middle middle class life. Uh, no, I need more. And I mean, that's a setup for both of them. This is yeah. greed, and that's also. I mean, you get into the secondary bit of that where they get all the success in whatever dark shit they've waded into. And then their biggest problem is they don't have enough place to put the cash. Wolf yeah. of wall street. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so strange because there is a po- and it becomes comedy comedy in this film. Like they just keep stashing money, a ton of places. Well, that's the, pro- I mean, yeah. that's what happens when you have a successful criminal enterprise. I mean, that is, that is the wonderful irony that they play really well. I think to comedic effect is yeah. that, it's so illegal that there's there's just too much. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't wash it. Uh, so I guess, I don't know. Again, I feel like I'm getting a little sick of these type of stories because they're so prominent. Yeah. Um, and I do think I would get, be much more harsh on this story, even though it is based on a true story. And and the fact that even if a fifth of this is true mm-hmm. is hilarious. And mm-hmm. it, I, w- I never want to use the term in this sort of case, unbelievable. Because I believe entirely that the world is so stupid that this happened. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, th- if, if again, the current events have shown us anything is you can charm your way. The thing is, what, prove, anything. what proves you so correct is that the actual comedic device that's used here for as far as audience understanding of irony is that. And this is a background plot point. Yeah. But this is what drives the whole humor is that this is a, the United States doing it to itself. Right. Yeah. And Barry's like, I'm just a guy making some money who just delivers things on time. And that's it. And meanwhile, we're just we're all laughing along at him exploiting the idiocy that is the United States government trying to, like, do its government things. Yeah. Um, And that's a comedic device. And we all know it. That's why it's funny. Sure. You know, that that just explains your I mean, you have a problem with with it. But at the same time, everybody I mean, that's it's common comedy at this point, isn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm I'm uncomfortable in the same way that you are, Matt. Like, I don't think we need to be because glo- to some extent it is glorifying it. We know that he's horrible. He's doing horrible things. Um, but we're vicariously reveling in the lifestyle that he has anyway. And in the choices that he makes, like he just keeps like he keeps getting caught and falling into more money like you know, he's oh no. like, oh no, I've gone to jail and now you're going to give me even more money. And oh no, I've but gotten caught again. But that's the way we perceive gonna... the world to be for sure. That's the way, look, I'm not going to get into too much corporate politics, but I've, I've noticed a bit uh, throughout my industry time oh, yeah. that uh, if you're super high up in a thing and you fail miserably, you are rewarded with a better job. And uh, oh. sure. I mean, that is a bit of a thing that happens in in corporate, in crime, apparently, (laughs) in in government works. I don't think I mean, I think we are living in the uh, failing up uh, society (laughs) at this point. And there has to be I mean, uh, you know what, though? No, I take it back. I was gonna be like, there has to be a breaking point. Maybe there doesn't. Maybe we're actually living in enough of a simulation where it'll actually like keep auto correcting itself no matter how stupid things get. It'll just keep running. So from now on, we're just going to keep failing but no no we're not no 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 no. we're not we're not we're not high enough up on a rung to fail yet we need to somehow get to like the 
it maybe I guess maybe let's say the 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 tenth percentile. This the tenth, is where the so, five so, star iTunes reviews are necessary. This is yes, five star <laughs> iTunes reviews help us fail up. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, and, and then we can start failing. I don't think I've ever been successful enough in my life through actual skill or luck to get to the point where if I failed, I would fail up. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, I I I am I am a bit tired of these stories. I think we all are. Yeah. And it's interesting. I was trying to think of, for instance, I, I for whatever reason, uh, some friends and I were talking about star Wars and rogue one in particular. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who would you have <laughs> for I some reason? I would never think you would be talking about yeah. star Wars. Just, ever, you know, ever. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, and, uh, we were talking about, um, the, the stuff that Andrew Schultz, good friend of the show, check out his new comedy special. He has out on, I believe, I think it's, he just released it on YouTube. I think it's called four, four, one, where he does four sets on four clubs in one night. It's very, oh, very that's good. awesome. Uh, very funny comedian and very smart man. He, uh, he was talking about in the rogue one episode. If you go back and listen to that, how the empire is basically the United States. I mean, this isn't a new theory, but he poses a lot of interesting thoughts and how the rebels are basically ISIS. And if you look at like we're, we're showed a lot of horrible things that the empire does in, in uh, star Wars films. Uh, they blow up a planet. They do. I mean, that's mass murder on the biggest possible yeah. scale, but it's also far enough back where we like feel it, but we don't feel it. Um, the, the, but like, for instance, characters like Han Solo, who, uh, are literally just making their money kind of the same way that Barry seal does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the uh, pluckish rogue, the pluckish rogue. Yeah. It's okay, weirdly enough, I think, even though it, it, it's or it's it's one tier better that the pluckish rogue in a sci-fi world is doing that because we honestly don't know the goods and the bads really clearly of both sides of these empire or the rebels involved. Like we have we have archetypes and we understand it, but since the since look, the empire could be providing healthcare and opening planned parenthoods across the galaxy. We don't know the good that they're doing under their organization and grab for power. They might not be, but we don't have a concrete thing. We're in a real world scenario. We have facts. We have facts. We're in a more interconnected world than we've ever been in. Yeah. We know what drugs do to a to a family to a community uh and it's it's getting harder for me to not like if i'm seeing like mal reynolds and firefly do shit and always kind of make the right humanitarian call at the end sure that's fine but when i'm watching barry seal just fucking run guns for the training the contra and especially because we have the benefit of hindsight yeah uh it's just like and that's that awful thing is our humor device yeah. 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 Ha. Yeah. Huh. So is this, is this film then the perfect mirror, not necessarily into American culture, but what has gotten us to the point where we're at and okay with watching it now, even though it's only been what, 40 years watching it as a device for humor. I, I think, I think it walks up to the line of being an indictment but it doesn't quite cross that line. I don't think it, it achieved it. No, it no, never it does. does. If, even at the end, he still kind of wins in a way, because even though the tapes don't really go anywhere, we don't know what happens with all of his tapes. He basically, uh, we're spoiler alert. Um, yeah, he, are, we in, are we in spoilers? Yeah, we're, we're, we're 55 minutes in. We're in spoilers. He yeah. dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does die. Yeah. But but with, it doesn't really feel like consequences. I mean, no, no, there's no. He's like I mean, smiling as he gets shot. Yeah, yeah, because we're doing that cross cut between the videotape. Yeah, that was great. The the moment I loved when he got, I loved when he got shot. America. Um, Wait, I can you say it for me again, just so we have it recorded. You loved it when Tom Cruise got shot. 
I'll just use yours. I'll just okay. re-record yours <laughs> and put it in. Um, the th- that scene where he does get shot and it does that that VHS sort of bleed. Yeah, is one of the coolest sort of. Uh, transitional for that moment things that i'd seen in a long time that stayed with me a bunch um but there's no then it goes through the 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 tried and true like lucy lucy went over here and became back to chick-fil-a or whatever the fuck and like she's still wearing the diamond brace yeah Yeah. so like i really don't think she has chick-fil-a values we don't know we don't um we don't see any character suffer for what tom cruise did and because he's happy in the end of the film, even though he's going to die. That to me does not make him uh, uh, a character worth mourning. And I I don't think here's the deal. I don't think anyone does. I think because the way the movie times, I was like, this guy led an awesome life and did some cool shit. And he was a, he was a free, free spirit who had a shit ton of money. And then he got killed for it because the bad life caught up to him. Dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you don't get any catharsis. You don't like, again, I don't wish this on real people, but if the film, for instance, had like his family fall apart, his family never fell apart. They seemed just fine. Yeah. Uh, his kids grew up. It's seemingly okay. I mean, I know it's the end of the film, but we see zero consequence for what this man has done. It's true. We, yeah. We really do. And maybe that's, that's probably true. That's probably the truest part of this entire yeah. thing. Uh, but as far as a story goes, I want something that feels, you know, the, the, it's the film started yeah. it and then backed out of it at yeah, the end. You know, that him nervous about the car, him nervous for his casino moment, the car blowing up and, and killing him. It, you know, and and we're playing it for comedy, but like, what if they played that a little darker? What mm. if what if what if instead we watched him just live his last days in absolute terror, and that's how he died? Yeah, I think that would be more true to real life. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think the audience would have reacted to it very well. No. Well, because as audiences, I'm not sure that we want to see the consequences for those actions as. Uh, <laughs> In general, I would agree. People yeah. don't. I do because we, I mean, all three of us, I think, watch enough film yeah. where we're like, yeah, we get it. Everything's fine. Oh, the the semi bad man is now semi justified because he was clever, kind of. Ish. Cool. Just an innocent guy trying to make a buck, even though he already was making a fine buck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is not, this is not a, um, we kind of wash over that whole thing. He was living a perfectly acceptable, if not very nice life as a pilot doing, you know, a little Cuban cigar smuggling. But (laughs) honestly, has anybody in this room not done that? Look, two things I did all the time in my youth was smuggle Cuban cigars and do the uh, risky business slide in front of stairs. Me too. Thanks, Tom Cruise. Sometimes at the same time, you'd be surprised how, how distracting that slide can be. Yeah, well, I can see it's the handoff. Slide of hand. Slide pass. Slide of hand. That's great. Yeah. So, on one side of the stairway in the left side of the hallway is Cuba and the other side is the United States. Well, that's yeah. a well-known metaphor. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I think we got it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we have been, we have been talking about this movie for almost an hour. Yeah. Uh, is there anything before we kind of just get into final thoughts that I have not sort of tossed your way or that we've glossed over that you feel? Because again, I do think it's, it's more of an interesting thing to discuss. It's one of those films that is, other than some of the brief technical stuff we discussed in the beginning, it's more interesting to talk about the societal value of the story that's being told and how it's being told yeah. and the vehicles in which it's being told, AKA Tom Cruise. Yeah, and how <laughs> literally every other character in this film is completely unimportant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're we're not- using Pablo Escobar as a punchline. I love the fact, the celebrity claps. Yeah. When we were like, Oh, Pablo Escobar, I know this guy. Yeah. Hey, that's, that is George. 
W. Bush. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Clinton's yeah. on the phone. Hell yeah, yeah. this guy. I lived through all of that, and and I'm still alive. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was there was a lot of that, and it got me. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's a future Attorney General so and so. Oh yeah, Bill Clinton. He's the governor of Arkansas yeah. at this time. That's so funny because it's real, and, and and it's still sad if you think about it more than the fact. Like they're literally, and again, not to always bring it back to the MCU, but they're literally turning the real life into the MCU. Yeah, it's, it yeah. was very funny. It was it wasn't used to give context or or weight to it. No, it, it was, was all insignificant. Wink, wink. The I mean, I still get pissed off every time I hear Nancy Reagan say "just say no." Um, yeah, and that was used for the ultimate uh, the ultimate uh, kind of irony of what's going on. He's mm. in the White House while she's saying "just say no," and you know that's that's funny and everything. But I think uh, it decon it was decontextualized and decoupled from the actual problems of what was going on here, which was at the same time simultaneously, you know. We're inventing a crack epidemic, you know, <laughs> we're, you know, this is like, this is the time of Miami vice, the cocaine. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is a brutally violent time where we are using, we, the United States government is using drugs to essentially lock off and block a whole segment of its population. You know, uh, basically just another oppression technique for inner city, which is dog whistle for black lives. Yeah. You know, this is all happening. But meanwhile, we're following this like good old boy. And I don't mean that to insult any other good old boys out there. I'm sure you're wonderful people, but and they were watching this good old boy just run back and forth with Pablo Escobar, the murderous son of a bitch. And we were having a great time because it was funny that this one guy who we don't even care about pisses pants at some point. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think it's, it's in, in some ways very troubling that they're asking us to, I, that, that we are supposed to identify with the main character with, with seal, yeah. with, with Tom Cruise, yeah. you know, uh, we're supposed to be on board with him. And, um, and there's never like, like the consequences of his actions are just never, they're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I, even a little bit. I thought this could serve as an indictment on our values, but instead it's even it, it, it inadvertently becomes an even bigger indictment because we enjoy the film. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the, that's the most true and damning thing. I think you could probably say about this piece. Um, it's, and with all that said, would you suggest that an audience member looking to go into the movies goes and see this film? Cause here's the deal. And this is what sucks. And this is why I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, right now in the in the cinematic landscape currently, because I, I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. I don't know if it's if yeah. It's given what, or not. what else is out in the box office I'd right like, now, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, go see it. I mean, it was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. which is so fucked up for all of us. We yeah. hate ourselves. Oh, yay! Well, this has been um, the only podcast about uh, the damaging psyche of growing up <laughs> in the United States through the eighties and beyond. Uh, no, this has been the only podcast about the film American Made. Not not the uh, not the character character from uh, the tick, which I was disappointed about. The not there, time. not present. Yeah. Um, great showing at uh, Comic-Con. They had the giant the tick thing. Oh, really? The, yeah, it was yeah. very good. Um, anyway, uh, Red Anastasia, thank you so much for coming and filling uh, one each of Shahir's very large shoes. Uh, and you know, you know what they say about a man, a New Zealand man with big shoes. They do. He's um, got big shoes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He has huge shoes. Red when you are not uh, uh, basically comically talking about footwear that the person who normally sits in that chair would be wearing, where can folks find you? Uh, on the limited uh, Twitter sphere at crankchef59. That's, that's where I am. 
All right. And Anastasia, when you are not watching and hoping that young or old Tom Cruise makes a young Tom Cruise mistake, where can folks find you? At uh, movementhealingarts.com. All right. And you can find me at matthewkroll.com. That's M-A-T-T-A-G-W-K-R-O-L.com for my life and works. Or you can find me uh, at Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram or Emperor M-S-K on Twitter. Also, please email us in your thoughts of American Made or any of the weird ass tangential nonsense we talked about which actually side note i don't think was actually nonsense uh no. you could you could email us in at only at gmail.com let us know what you think um i'm always jealous of youtube at this point because i can't just be like write us in the comments yeah just uh, click down below just click down below yeah. hit subscribe uh <laughs> you can still hit subscribe there's a subscribe button on there's most podcast apps button, subscribe yeah. to us that would be nice you are the gringo that delivers i oh, yeah, uh, yeah. apparently well well okay we've released a podcast every week for about two years now. Yeah. I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Never before have I felt worse about that. Let's kill this man. Let's kill it. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. We'll see you next week. Thank you both.